and welcome back to State of Mind. I'm Grace Kingswell and I'm a nutritional therapist and lifestyle medicine advocate. That basically means I'm as likely to prescribe supplements and dietary recommendations to someone as much as meditation or getting out into nature. This is my podcast series all about health, wellness, creating sustainable habits and practices, our environment and so much more. Today I am talking to Sonia Wissinger. Although, Sonia, if you're listening, I'm definitely pronouncing your surname wrong, and for that, I'm really sorry. Kind of like how I pronounce autophagy wrong in this episode, but then make a big song and dance about the fact that I can speak Greek. You'll see what I mean. Sonia is a fasting expert and runs a successful fasting practice from London's prestigious Harley Street. Her fasting journey began long before fasting became a sort of health and wellness trend. Um, Having started fasting back in 1999, she has acquired vast experience in the most efficient way to practice time-restricted feeding as well as intermittent and extended fasting methods. I myself am quite a fan of a fast. I find that it's given me a new perspective on what hunger really is, and I don't need my life to be so dictated by my meal times anymore. And that's been quite liberating. It's also worked wonders for my digestion. I was really excited to talk to Sonia having seen her speak at the South Kensington Club, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did. Of course, this podcast is for information purposes only, and if you are keen to implement a fasting regime into your daily life, then please speak with your healthcare professional. Now, into the episode. Okay, and we're rolling. Hi, Sonia. Hi, Grace. Good morning. So nice to have you here on the podcast. I feel like we're going to cover some really interesting topics today, especially as um, you're a fasting expert and a fasting coach. And my goodness, is fasting a buzzword at the moment? I think um, there's a lot of mysticism surrounding it, a lot of perhaps malpractice or just Mm. a lack of understanding. Um, Before we get into the basics of, you know, what is fasting? How do you do it? um, Can you tell us a little bit just quickly about your journey, your journey, sorry, to where you are now, you know, what got you into this way of life? Why did you start fasting yourself and then decide to build a, a career around it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it was slightly unorthodox because I didn't decide to start fasting. Um, it was actually, I lost my hair. Um, and, um, uh, this is now uh, 20 years ago, and uh, it was uh, it was very terrifying for me uh, because I could take out real bundles of hair, and I was lucky because uh, my doctor was a uh, hormone and women's health specialist uh, in Vienna, and um, uh, he did some blood work. Uh, with me and uh, we found out that uh, my cortisol levels were very high Um, and uh, uh, we did uh, some treatment and when we had our um, follow-up consultation um, he suggested you know to um, start dinner cancelling as we call it in Austria um, it's a terminology from the uh, uh, anti-aging movement in the 90s. I don't know who did the translation. Mm. Uh, I so still... basically having two meals a day, breakfast and lunch, and exactly. not having dinner. And skip the dinner, yes. And, uh, well, um, that's quite progressive of, of 
of him. I I would say so, and I can still remember because he was a conventional doctor. He still is, uh, but I was impressed that he suggested a way for me uh, that's sustainable without uh, medication. Um, and uh, I thought, you know, this is sounds easy enough. I tried this immediately, and um, I did so on the on the same evening. And I can still remember on the next day, because I always had skin issues as well. I had severe acne uh, at that point. And uh, I had also starting psoriasis, which wasn't diagnosed at this point. And uh, on the next morning, when I looked myself in the mirror, I I immediately saw the change in my face, on my body, and also on my eyes. And I knew instantly I was on to something, you know. Um, and this is when I started to get into this routine that we nowadays call early time restricted feeding. Mm, amazing. Mm. It's incredible that you saw the benefits that quickly and you just presumably continued every day or just sometimes to skip dinner? Mm-hmm. Uh, not every day. Um, uh, my doctor suggested... Um, around three times a week. And uh, actually, I have I started then to experiment. I, I was very much into sport. I came to sport late mm-hmm. in life. Um, the more I enjoyed it. Uh, and I did uh, um, a form of Taekwondo, uh, which we call Shinichi in Austria. And uh, I did mountain biking. I always loved running, you know. So I, I wanted to... Um, do the uh, skipping dinner around my sport, you know, mm. so that it accomplishes or mm. complements it, yeah. I think is the word, uh, rather than that it is in opposition to each other. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and then I started, uh, additionally, I did... Um, what we called in Austria relief days. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether I translate that correctly, but basically it was 5-2, just not the way uh, how uh, we do it nowadays. Uh, mm-hmm. But we would have only, we would take out all acid-forming foods and have a lower amount of uh, calories for two days a week. And sometimes I did, you know, 6-1 where I just drank herbal teas and and water and um uh, or i did four three or what is nowadays called uh, i believe alternate day fasting mm-hmm. so i really uh wanted to support myself because i understood this is a sort of a health tool that helps me with my tasks mm. uh Whatever it was, the task I put on myself when I wanted to achieve something in my sport or if I wanted to achieve something at my workplace. Yeah. And and how did um, the fasting have an effect on your cortisol levels? I mean, ha- what, what is that mechanism that ha- within our bodies? Because I think something that we hear quite often, whether it's in the press or just kind of filtered through, is that actually by not eating breakfast, let's say, or by by fasting, you're actually increasing your cortisol levels. So what can you explain why it is potentially the opposite? Well, it is fasting puts a stress on the body, but it's a good stress 
is a good kind of stress because um, it activates these recovery mechanisms and um, the autoregulatory processes in the body, which unfortunately with our lifestyles nowadays are sometimes inactive. So it's 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 a good thing. Are uh, you referring to? I'm not sure if I'm going to pronounce it right, but the autophagy or, or autophagy, which is where your body kind of cleans up damaged cells and kind of repairs itself. Uh, with with the autoregulatory processes and these um, repair mechanisms, I was referring to something. I think we we call sanogenesis. Yeah. Um, and there is also autophagy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this this comes from the Greek. Um, I think yeah, I can I can jump in here because I speak Greek. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> yes. obviously, like auto is self, and then um, phagi is food in Greek. Yes, yes, and also means that it's like the verb to eat. So I didn't know how to pronounce it in English, but yes. it makes total sense to me. It's like mm. sounds scary. The body's eating itself, mm. but it's just a process of kind of cellular repair and cleanup, right? It, it absolutely. And um I mean, uh, the Japanese uh, scientist who looked into it in a subject that other people didn't find interesting at this point, um he chose that and he um won the Nobel Prize in mm. 2016, which for me as a, a, a faster of so many years, it was incredibly exciting. And um, uh, I I always think about it like my, my parents always said, you know, if you have a house, you need to constantly maintain it. In, you do the little things all the time mm. in order to avoid the big repair and uh, I, I see it a little bit like that um, because it is like a housekeeper, uh, this process of autophagy, where it, it screens your body for all these uh, unnecessary or um, damaged um, cells uh, and, and, and then gets rid of it and, and throws them out, whether that are uh, proteins, uh, cells that are not properly functioning, mitochondria damaged, or even um, intracellular um, pathogens mm. um, are eliminated in this process. So uh, it's it's a good thing uh, to to activate this. Yeah. So 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 you're putting stress on the body, but it's a good stress. We were talking about kind of cortisol, and um, so. Is there a scenario in which you would say to someone, if they're a very highly stressed person, is it good for them to fast or is it just going to make push their body more into an extreme state that's going to have a negative impact on mm-hmm. their health? Mm-hmm. Okay, I think here we really have to consider what the situation is. So I would always with my clients assess what are we dealing with? Um and there are different options. There, are, when we talk about fasting nowadays, there are so many different types. Um, and yeah, because uh, it doesn't have to be completely no food. It could just be less exactly. food on a particular day, right? Exactly. We can choose between time restricted feeding. We can uh, apply and uh, what we call. Uh, broadly as the intermittent fasting regime or there is the uh, uh, extended fasts or periodic fasting. So not everything 
will be right at every point in our mm. lives. And even though I usually do uh, strictly two extended fasts every year, uh, usually two liquid-only fasts, one in January and one in July. Last year I had such a situation where I was highly stressed because I had a problem, a, a severe problem in my flat. And um, it it wouldn't have been the right time. Mm. This this uh, You have to have the maturity uh, to understand that. And uh, um, even though uh, I would have needed the calm that the liquid only fast would have brought me it just it, wasn't the right time it wasn't the right time and not even this january i was ready mm. i had to postpone uh in in may i felt okay i'm on the uh, um way to recovery and now i can do my extended fast and then it was very very successful as it as it always is yeah and and it dealt with all the illness that came on with that stress with that i stress. had last year yes what about the effect on our hormones mm. um again going back to this this idea that um women shouldn't fast because it affects our hormones is that the case well, um, it has a very good effect on, on hormones because it balances everything out. Uh, when I see clients where uh, the hormone, hormonal setup is out of balance, there is also usually you can um, uh, observe this being out of the circadian rhythm. Mm. Because as soon as we are in the circadian rhythm, also uh, your melatonin will rise at the, uh, the right time. At the right time. And uh, when you uh, go to bed at 10 um, and you have, even even if you have an, on an empty stomach, um, you will release your growth hormone um, and you will activate all these repair processes. And then uh, in the morning before you, uh, when you wake up, uh, your uh, melatonin will... Uh, uh, Have decreased, yeah, decrease. because in the morning cortisol rises exactly. to wake us up and melatonin decreases. Exactly, and you come into this, into this flow with uh, your inner uh, clock and the uh, rhythm of nature mm. and... Um, what about like estrogen and progesterone? Is that all part and parcel of the same thing or do they work differently? It has actually a very positive effect. Um, I can also see I have a lot of clients who are approaching perimenopause or are in, in, within menopause uh, and uh, it really helps with all the symptoms. Um, I'm not a doctor, so I'm, I'm not doing um, blood work with my clients. Mm. But what we do is I have loads of clients who have private insurance and they do blood work before the fast and after the fast, particularly if we talk about an extended fast. Mm. So um, uh, we can always see what a positive effect it had. And actually, uh, because you said that um, uh, when I was young, I, my hormonal setup was actually not very great. I had a slow thyroid uh, and I was on medication mm -hmm. in my early 20s. And it, 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 it really, um, it was problematic for me. I 
don't like to to work with medication for myself personally. Mm. Um, and so I, I was happy to see that when I started with time-restricted time feeding, uh, that this uh, really balanced out very nicely. Amazing. Mm. Um, now, what's which is better? I know. I mean, I already know the answer to this because I've I've seen you speak before, and it was really inspirational, which is why I would, really wanted to have you on the podcast today. Um, skipping, say, for example, you're going to do an intermittent fast because that's what you think might work with your lifestyle the best or the easiest. Um, would you want to be skipping breakfast or skipping dinner? Oh, yes. Um, well, yes, I'm very <laughs> passionate about uh, mealtimes. And uh, I uh, certainly believe that food uh, that's brought uh, at the wrong time of the day um, uh, can interfere with your circadian rhythm. Mm. And... Uh, uh, there are many ways uh, how to think about that, but uh, really um, what I can see with my clients is most of my clients are business professionals. They live very structured, very disciplined lives um, and they, they are also very educated. And I, I'm sure you will see that yourself in your practice that mm. nowadays people... Um, are really educated about food choices. Uh, I, I certainly hardly ever have somebody who eats breakfast out of a box. Mm. Um, so they go and they have a very good breakfast and then uh, they have a very good lunch and uh, and they avoid the dip in the afternoon. Um, and when, when they come to see me, we, we tweak these two meals also that you don't have this dip in the afternoon. And then they might have an appraisal at workplace or they might have a conflict with a colleague. And then they come home and then uh, they think, oh, I need to a little treat, you know. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then there comes in a glass of wine and then uh, maybe a little snack because of the glass of wine. And then there comes dinner uh, and then the snacking goes from there. Mm. And I have, uh, I, I see that all the time. And then people get tired and they can't uh, engage in everything they plan for this evening. And um, uh, so what my clients tell me uh, is that it really works well for them uh, to, to skip the dinner, to schedule this in into their uh, routine and um, uh, to really uh, miss that meal, not every day. Mm. Uh, but occasionally uh, throughout the week, um, three to four times or two to three times is also good, you mm. know. Um, and then uh, they uh, have all this time in the evening and they become alert and uh, they can engage better with their partners. Good conversation can uh, come from that. They can help to have this. It can help to have this attention for your children mm. because, you know, uh, when you work the whole day, this can be difficult to then sit on the homework. Uh, but this alertness helps with all these tasks in, in such a great uh, uh, way. And one of the major um, advantages, I feel, between skipping dinner and skipping breakfast is to really allow this mind and soul process of fasting 
Because think about it. If you if you go out in the morning with your cu- coffee cup holder and your office bag, as soon as you sit in the t- on the tube or are you on the way to work, you have already your head in the mailbox, mm-hmm. right? And you concentrate and you brief yourself on, on your meetings that you have and what, what it is you want to achieve in which order. In the evening, you don't have that necessarily. You have more time. So you can really allow what's coming up without stimulating or muting, you know, because many of us, we we use the the food to mute and uh, we we, we use stimulants like uh, coffee or wine. And uh, really, I say to my clients, allow to think these thoughts, Mm. allow to feel the feelings. And it can be scary. I know that. Because mm-hmm. it is the same for me. It there can be anxiety, or uh, or fear of something that can happen on the next day. But allow that, mm-hmm. and this is where I find is this strength and focus is coming from. And can I ask you? So there's there's two things from that. Um, firstly, the effect on growth factor and melatonin when you skip dinner versus skipping breakfast because I know last time I saw you were saying that there's been some recent research that suggests that if you go to bed on more of an empty stomach then um, your production of growth factor and your production of melatonin is increased which obviously um, gives us a better night's sleep for one. So I wanted to get your opinion on that. And then the second thing is that I'm sure that everyone listening, myself included, who has either dabbled with fasting or would like to give it a go. And I just want to say for the record that I'm not suggesting that you decrease the amount of calories you're having in the day or eat less. I'm just saying maybe if you want to try um, being more regimented within the times that you're eating. But for so many people, that evening meal... Like, for example, you know, I always cook for myself and my husband in the evening and it's it's lovely. It's very hard if you want to be social and have a social life to skip dinner in the evening. It's so much easier to go without breakfast. Um, so, yeah, those are the two things that I wanted to ask you about. Mm-hmm. But could you tell us about the, the growth factor and the melatonin first? Well, that was actually, I don't know whether there are recent studies about that. This was actually the reason why um, Professor Huber at that time uh, suggested it to skip dinner because on he, he saw in, in his work with his uh, patients that uh, if you go uh, uh, to bed on an empty stomach and you have increased this time before uh, midnight where the growth hormone is released, there is simply more growth hormone il- released at mm. this point and more melatonin and, and that the uh, uh, insulin levels are lower. Mm. And this is what we want. The It's the insulin which really bears yeah. uh, the problematic nowadays. And, and, and if you eat in the evening, we know that the insulin goes up higher in the evening as it would 
if you would eat the same meal in the morning. Yeah. So this is this is basically what we want, would like to achieve with it. And could you quickly, I think most people listening might know what melatonin is, and mm. I'll just recap for those that don't. It's the hormone that's secreted that makes signals to your body that it's time to go to sleep. Could you tell us what growth factor is, just so people are aware? Well, uh, the growth hormone, uh, it, it, it is... Again, it's screening the body and it, it helps with the repair processes in the body. And this is actually what you can see in the morning. Because when we go back to the topic of autophagy, we don't really know when this is uh, happening. St- started. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do believe that in people who have a long uh, standing fasting regime, that it can be uh, triggered earlier. It's almost like when you think about uh, sportsmen, uh, where the body knows, where the muscles know what uh, the regime is that they uh, can adapt quicker. And, mm-hmm. and we do believe that autophagy is triggered earlier in, in a serial faster. But really, we don't know when. Uh, but with the growth hormone, this works uh, every night and it works um, much better if you skip the dinner. Mm, okay. And what would you say to someone that says, I just can't skip dinner. That's ridiculous. You know, I see my friends or I want to cook a meal for me and my partner. It, it's a bit of a lifestyle shakeup, isn't it? It is. It is. But, um, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I leave that up. To my clients, I, I'm not dogmatic at all. I don't think that fasting should be dogmatic because, as I mentioned before, it's something different suits us at a different point in our life. And I have been skipping breakfast when I was in my early 30s mm. because I just wanted to go on a 60 or 90 minutes run in the morning and I'm not hungry after running. I I would say I pretty much did uh, one meal a day in these days uh, because I wouldn't have had breakfast either, but not every day, you know. Um, But uh, for the majority of my life, I I skipped dinner because I just saw there is a difference when I skip dinner in my body and in my face and in my well-being Mm. and there isn't when I skipped breakfast. Mm. Of course, I was alert, but I didn't have all the additional benefits Mm. I saw with skipping dinner. So how I do this with my clients is I really, uh, I I give them the information and then I let them try, you know. And, and, And if you have, for example, if you are invited on a Saturday evening with friends and you eat your dinner, I'm sure you will notice that in the mornings you are, you might not be able to eat already because mm-hmm. your digestive tract doesn't know where to go with this food during the night. It's supposed to rest. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and then I would also not eat breakfast because I don't eat when I'm not hungry. Yeah, I know? think there's, that's something that fasting has really allowed me to um, take control over is my hunger because I've always been very obsessed with food and just love it, just absolutely love everything (laughs) about food and eating. And there have been times in my life where I've had to have a very, very restrictive diet because I was very ill and I had terrible intolerances and so much stuff going on. 
And now that I've kind of come through that and I can pretty much eat whatever I want and it's not going to give me a, you know, an instant reaction on my skin or with my digestion, um, I do find it quite hard to say no to things. Mm. But what fasting has taught me is that I'm not hungry when I think I'm hungry. And I don't need to eat if I'm not hungry because I was always someone that could not leave the house without breakfast. Mm. Um, it still probably is my favourite meal of the day. I love breakfast foods. Mm. But now I just wake up and I feel, I think, am I, am I hungry? Like really properly hungry. Mm. And if I am, I will eat. Mm -hmm. But if I'm not, I just wait. Yes. And that's been really liberating, actually. Mm -hmm. um, you know, realising that the human body is an amazing machine yes. and we weren't designed to eat all of the time we no. we would have um killed something and and feasted on that for a few days and then we would have had a period where maybe we were eating berries or you know tubers and and much leaner days until we then hunted again and 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 ate well so yes. i think it's actually kind of just getting back to to our roots as human beings but mm. what would you say to someone that's worried about um being nutrient deficient because maybe mm. that I mean I was just thinking you were saying that you had just one meal a day for mm. quite a long time obviously that meal needs to be very nutrient dense mm. you need to make sure you're getting all of all of the essential amino acids mm. or minerals or vitamins um is there a worry there with fasting that we aren't if, if done irresponsibly, yeah. um, you could end up being nutrient deficient? As with everything, it doesn't depend on fasting. You can be nutrient deficient if you eat three meals a day. You can be nutrient deficient if you eat six meals a day. Mm. Yeah, the quality um, of the food is what's important. You have to learn fasting. Um, and I'm very adamant about that. The same way as you have to learn how to eat. And the same way how to learn how to exercise. Yeah. So this is the first thing you need to understand. Um, I, I, I didn't do uh, one meal a day a long time. It's, it's, I did it sometimes um, in this time in my early 30s where I did a lot of sports um, because, because it just suited me on single days. But I usually always eat two plant very well balanced meals mm. for breakfast and for dinner. And um, I very rarely leave to chance what I eat. So uh, I have been traveling for business for years and years and years. I always come prepared. Mm. And I would always take the time on the plane to actually chew properly. And when it comes to the uh, topic of uh, having a lack of nutrients or having absorption problems. This is uh, easily um, to be coped with because you, you, you need to start to give your digestive tract the rest in the evening in order to regenerate and then also to chew properly. Mm. Yeah, And uh, really take the time for your meals. I can remember when I was little, my dad and I, we had this thing. At that time, I didn't understand, you know, the value of it. But we we tried who can be the slowest in finishing our meals. Mm. And um, it was kind of a competition we had. And I noticed wherever I was an only child, 
So when I have been somewhere with my school or with uh, when I have been sitting with, with other families, I noticed that I was still with the starter when others were already finished with their main meal. Mm. Um, Good for you. I'm I'd very be one of the grateful. ones that's already finished. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm very grateful for this uh, life lesson that my dad gave me there. Yeah. Um, and I think it is so important. And we have even clinics in Austria where you learn how to chew. And, you, you know, you don't have to count uh, how often you chew. I mean, we want to think other things. Uh, but... Um, What I teach my clients is to really to chew until everything is liquid, mm. you know, and then chew some more. Because that then helps your body to, the, the nutrients are already partially digested, basically. You start your digestion when the, the food mouth. passes yeah. your lips. Actually, even before that, mm. we start our digestion when we smell the food, yes. we start producing right. that stomach acid, which, yes. and you know, those enzymes start being secreted in our mouth and mm. we're ready um, something I like to offer to people as a as a as a practice is those kind of um, foods like kimchi or sauerkraut. Mm. A tiny portion of that before you start your main meal really helps to get those digestive juices flowing. Yes, yes. Um, I like that you you mentioned sauerkraut. You know, when 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 I was little, um, my mom would buy uh, this the sauerkraut from the uh, wooden. Uh, Oh, like a big vat of it. Yes, okay. exactly. And uh, it was my treat. Amazing. I got a, I got a, a <laughs> so fork funny. of uh, raw sauerkraut. Yeah. Sauerkraut is big in Austria. Mm. And actually, I love to drink sauerkraut juice, even if I do um, a liquid-only fast, you know. Um, it, it is something I grew up with. It might be peculiar to, <laughs> to other people, but we really like it. And I always loved the taste as a, as a child. So this was my treat. Yes. That's so great. Yeah. What a healthy treat full yeah. of like natural probiotics. Yes. <laughs> um, so, Sonia, if you were going to give listeners three takeaways um, or maybe, you know, three examples of things that they can try or just nuggets of information from today's chat, mm. what would it what would they be? Well, chewing probably is one of them. Chewing <laughs> is really one of them um, because you will see uh, the change within your body rather rapidly. Uh, it gives uh, it when your digestive tract um, uh, has has this relief and has the time to regenerate. And if you if you then do apply dinner cancelling or early time restricted feeding, as we call it, uh, you have done two very big things for your health. Um, the other thing is uh, we we didn't talk about that, but we 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 fast very differently. Uh, in 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 the German speaking area, or generally on the continent, I would say, um, we wouldn't use any stimulants during a fast. Uh, so no black coffee. No. Um, yeah, because actually, I forgot to ask you this, but I wanted to ask you what breaks a fast mm -hmm. and what are you allowed to have on a fast? Because um, yeah, most people do say that if you're um, going to skip breakfast, for example, that you could have a black coffee and it wouldn't break your fast. And mm. Yes. Um, I don't want to take people's coffee away. I, I have many clients who love it, but I, I see it as one of a 
the major problems in my practice mm. with people, the coffee consumption and the side effects that come with it. Might it be for the skin, uh, for uh, the stomachs, um, the general way of how they communicate uh, and and uh, how it really is a stressor. Mm. Um, and there are good benefits uh, to coffee, um, but I personally, everything that gives an addiction, I make a, a big bow around. Yeah. Um, and this is how I, I, I do this. Uh, but all my clients who come to me who had a coffee consumption from four, five, six more uh, coffee, because this is nowadays what we do, right? It is, is, is how we break our day mm. it's it, it goes along with that time for ourselves but it 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 gets you more and more in this wired space and then in the evening people can't Just can't switch off no what about green tea is that better love green tea uh my, my favorite drink um but i uh don't use it during fasting. During fast. with, with the fasting, how I do it with my clients is really to remove the acid-forming foods and really bring calm into the body. I believe we are not going, we are running into the wrong direction with our lifestyles. And, and I'm not condemning all the technology and everything there, there are positives to that, but I believe, you know, to sit together in the morning and to start the day in a calm manner, it will follow you through the whole day mm -hmm. in the way how you communicate with your colleagues. Um, if you have the fortune to have colleagues, um, because I, I'm a, a business owner, I'm, I'm working on my own. So I, I would love to have somebody, you mm. know, to share uh, opinions with. But I think uh, we, we are losing a little bit uh, this, how we move throughout the day without having any stimulants. Personally, mm. and I hear that very often, uh, that people say, I can't go in the morning without uh, the coffee or any other stimulant. Um, Use the loo, you mean? Do you mean that? Or you can't no, get up and go? No. no I know I, for a lot of people, ca coffee is the way that they... Oh, that would, that's what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, actually, if you do... Because it doesn't just stimulate our minds, it stimulates yeah. our bowels. <laughs> well, see, this is where I say, look at your, your nutrition. Look at what you eat for your breakfast and mm. your lunch. And if you then skip your dinner, you are in this circadian rhythm and which has defined in our DNA that the bowel movement is in the early hours of the day. Mm. When I see clients where uh, the bowel movement is in the towards evening. the evening, uh, I don't have to ask further because I know already that they go to bed probably around midnight or even later and that they have their last meal after eight, mm. you know, it, it will influence it like that. And uh, for me, this is something I don't want to 
have in my life. Mm. I liked, you know, to to have this all working. And I saw this post on Instagram just recently where it said, don't take your poo to work. Yes. Yes. And, I think uh, I've seen the same thing. Yes. And and I this is really this is really something I think how you can um imagine you know, and can explain uh, that this has actually a, a positive impact. Yeah. Yeah. So so coming back to your question, um, we would uh, take out all these acid-forming foods, whether that might be if I do time-restricted feeding, if I do intermittent fasting, or particularly also when I'm on extended fasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here uh, there are different ways uh, on how you can fast. You can do a liquid-only fast like the Buchinger Lützner, which has a hundred-year-old tradition. And actually doc- Dr. Buchinger himself, he said he had to do two water fasts because he was very ill. And he said, I heard an audio uh, evidence of him talking, which I, I thought was really nice. And he, he, he found it a bit harsh mm-hmm. uh, to water fast. And that's why he put in uh, one juice and one broth just to have these vitamins and minerals. And then you have you don't have to put in something else yeah. into the fast. Because I, I heard once, it's a, it's a British journalist, I think her name is Jeanette Winterson. She said something which I found very touching. I, I think it was like... Um, I trust uh, my body um, and I, I have decided to let it write itself. Mm. And I think this is a wonderful saying um, because you don't always have to put something in. Um, to get something to, out. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Mm. So, Sonia, I'd like to close the podcast with my same three questions that I mm. ask everyone. Um, the first one is, what's one thing in life you would do again if you could? Oh, that's easy. I would again move to London. Oh, lovely. I think it is. it was the, the best decision of my life. I have traveled a lot for business. And I just, when I came to, to London, I, I felt uh, this overwhelming feeling of freedom mm. And I was so impressed um, about the politeness of people, the how people care for each other and the communities. Mm. I have lived in different places in London and always there was such a, it's like in a village. It's oh, fantastic. Yeah, Quite unusual to hear yes. someone say that. And, and yes, and, and particularly now where I live in East London, I mean, yeah. uh, and, and, and don't have to travel for business all the time. This can really grow. Mm. And what's one thing you would change if you could? I thought, <laughs> I thought about this uh, several times in my life. I, um, I'd say I would add a gap here. I think when I was 19, and whether that was because I was an only child, um, I was I was too immature to I was a kid. Mm. I, I would have needed to see other cultures or mentalities or talk to other people, what is relevant to them, to see a little bit more 
what jobs possibilities are there. We didn't have what mm. young people have nowadays. There wasn't an internet where I could sit down and Google, oh, this is my skill and what can I do with it? There wasn't this kind of uh, consulting. And I believe if I would have done, if I would have allowed myself some time between school and university, it would have uh, brought me further. Amazing. It's mm. a really, really valid answer. Mm. Um, and finally, the podcast is called State of Mind. Mm. What does state of mind mean to you? Um, well, state of mind, uh, for a long time, it was a, a little bit something scary for me. I was always very anxious. I'm a bit of a warrior. Mm. Um, and uh, I was like that as a child. Um and uh, I had times in my life where I thought, okay, if I wake up with this type of state of mind on the day, I have to go along with it. And what I have realized in the past couple of years, and particularly since I work in health, is there are things I can contribute. There is a relevance to what I choose to eat. There is an importance to fast and I can do so much with exercise. And so if I, if I wake up with a, a little bit of anxiety or fear that you have, even particularly if you have a small business, you know, mm. and you do everything yourself, it can be at times overwhelming. Mm. Then I know now I have a choice. Do I go along with this or actually Change do I it. use all the tools that I have, that I have learned? And this is also what I want to tell my clients. You, 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 you can influence your state of mind. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a very comforting feeling. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sonia. This has been an absolute pleasure. You're very welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much again for tuning in to State of Mind. I really love having you all here for the podcast journey. If you enjoy the episodes and the content, then I would love it if you could head on over to the Apple Podcast app and leave me a five-star review or take a screenshot on your phone and share it to your Instagram story so that more people can find the podcast and get involved. I'll see you here next week for another episode. Bye-bye.